Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two this Thursday. It's not just any Thursday. It's a rehearsal. Rehearsal for Thanksgiving next Thursday. We got the Traegers all fired up. And since we won't be doing our show on Thanksgiving, I wanted to make sure that I said thanks by giving back to the Danettes. And that's, that's what we had today. This is great. You have great food, great friends, and no in-laws to deal with. This is a <laughs> Friendsgiving. <laughs> Friendsgiving is what this is today. And in case you're wondering what's on the Traeger today, spatchcock smoked turkey, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, stuffing, mac and cheese, German spatzel, cranberry sauce, pecan pie or pecan pie, and blueberry pie. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. And the backroom guys brought in a dish. I asked them if they would contribute. And uh, Mario brought in the mac and cheese. Picture Day Ray, the uh, German Spatzel. Uh, Dylan brought in the stuffing. Uh, our cameraman, Weeks, the green bean casserole. And Tyler brought in the mashed potatoes. Yes, Marvin? I have an in-law question. All right, so my in-laws are divorced. Okay. What do I do when they're together? And it's just so awkward. Maybe get out of the way. Maybe move to another room. So I move to another room. Yeah. And they just. Yeah. Yeah. Whose house is it at? Uh, mine. Uh, tell, oh. tell them to stop arguing then. <laughs> well, sometimes it won't even be art. Like somebody would just say, hey, Joe, can you move this? Oh, Michelle, what? Oh. This happened when we moved. Okay. We moved into our condo and they, it was me and them. And I said, Jillian, <laughs> don't ever leave me with those two by myself <laughs> ever again. Okay. I like them separately. Okay. Together, it's just awkward. Mm. Todd? I just get uh, ripped the bandit of the How do we get you crazy kids back together? Come on, let's uh, bygones be bygones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> huh? 
<laughs> yeah, Paulie. <laughs> Alternate years on the invite. One, the guy comes this year. The woman is allowed there next year. And you alternate, and they get it to go somewhere else. Mm. Make it even more awkward. Mm. Like, oh, what are you doing this year? Oh, well, my mother-in-law is coming over. So what about me? Oh, have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. All right, we'll see you next year. Yeah. Well, maybe just ask them. Would it be better uh, for everybody that if we came in uh, alternate years? I Just put it the question to them. I'll pose that question. Yeah. It's a poll question. Well, have your wife pose the question. Yeah. I would distance myself. Yeah, yeah, Seton. Yeah, it's tricky, but I think you could send the missus in there and be like, hey, get your parents to chill. Yes, Todd. What if one of the in-laws has moved on and they have a special someone and the other one doesn't? Is that person or people invited to the party? <laughs> well, How does that work? Well, <laughs> that's when one comes to Thanksgiving, the other comes to Christmas. <laughs> yes. Yes. Probably safe. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> you, you can't have, you know, your father-in-law's bringing his special friend. <laughs> Meanwhile, your your mother-in-law is going, uh, what's going on here? Terrible situation. Yes, Marv. But sometimes it's not even like Thanksgiving. It might just be like a random Saturday where they're just both there at the same time. And it's that's like, just called poor planning then, Marv. Oh, it's all. And this isn't me. It should just be a wedding. That's the only time that they should get together. Well, like graduations. What birthday parties, too. Those. Mm, yeah. My son's birthday party. That yeah. can be Michelle. Yeah. Ouch. Joe. Ooh. <laughs> mom, you promised. You promised. You pro- mom, you promised. You promised. And then you, you see and then you see why they're divorced. Like, ah. Oh. Yes. I see my mother-in-law walk into the other room like, ah. Oh. Joe sometimes. Like, oh. <laughs> Happy holidays everybody. Yes. Joe yeah. sometimes. Uh Draymond Green suspended 5 games. Uh Celtics dropped the 76ers. Uh Deshaun Watson season over. He talks about that. We'll hear from him. Josh Allen talks about the Bills' struggles. You got Bengals, Ravens tonight. The Ravens are giving three and a half to the Bengals. Make sure you take advantage of Dan's deals. Uh, If you were on the newsletter last night, you had the first opportunity. Once they're gone, they're gone. These are great holiday gifts. All deals at least 50% off. You're going to want to take advantage of it. Your holiday shopping can be done in one stop. Go to danpatrick.com and uh, you'll be good to go. All right. Uh, let me see. A couple of phone calls in here. Poll question for hour two. Let's recap what we had in the first hour. And also, we'll have the MS MVP, the midseason most valuable player. Paul Feinbaum will join us a little bit later on as well. Seton, what do we have? Hour two. What's your priority this time of year, football or family? Uh, right now, 61% of the audience have football, which is accurate. Uh, as my guy House has said, family is around all year. Football isn't. <laughs> Well, Nailed plus, it. this is anonymous that everybody is talking tough. If, if we were putting names to this, then the uh, percentage might be a little bit changed. Yeah, that means there. Uh, 39% of the audience have no sense of humor. <laughs> uh, Actually, uh, no, it's always family. Yes, of course it is. <laughs> Come what on. Uh, Actually, it's just... Uh, I've been trying to workshop a poll question based off the NCAA and James Madison. Cause that is a JMU football. Okay. James Madison is in its first year of playing, or second year of playing uh, Division One A or Division One football, FBS. And they moved up, and they're undefeated this year. And they petitioned the NCAA to allow them to be bowl eligible. 
Well, they were denied yesterday <laughs> by the NCAA. They're 10-0 and 0 in the Sun Belt. They're ranked number 21 in the latest top 25 poll. They host App State on Saturday, and uh, College Game Day will be there for that. But they decided that uh, Jacksonville State, Rich Rodriguez's team, trying to do the same. They want to play in a bowl game. Now, they, they could still play in a bowl game if there are not enough teams that are at 500 at their record. So there's 82 spots. There's 41 bowl games at the end of the regular season. James Madison is not eligible to play in the Sun Belt Conference championship game, despite being the only team that's still undefeated in league play. So I, I get it. You know, you want to be bowl eligible. You're two years in, and you go to the NCAA. Well, the NCAA, you know, now they could have been the, hey, let's hear it for the NCAA. You know what? They, uh, they have a soft spot in their heart for, uh, you know, some of these up-and-coming schools. But, okay, that's the rule. I mean, this isn't about a football team. This is about all of your sports programs, and they give you that two-year window to be able to get up to speed with some of the other schools you're going to be playing against. And James Madison is a nice story, but I just... this Here's my suggestion. How about Colorado and James Madison face each other in a bowl game? Because Colorado, they only have four wins. Maybe somebody is going to take those two and say, here's a great story. Undefeated team here, and you have uh, Colorado with uh, Dion. Maybe that could solve you know, the problems here. I don't know if Dion cares about playing in a bowl game, but you know, I, they would be one of the bigger draws. If you said... Out of all the bowl team, you know teams that are eligible, and you could also have Colorado. How many bowl? How many bowl games would go? Uh, we'll take Colorado because they're a draw. Now you have teams that are eligible and rightfully so, and they did all the things you're supposed to, and you uh, win your conference, you get to go to this bowl game. I, I I love that. I agree with that. But I am rooting for Colorado to be in a bowl game, just because it'll be interesting. And if James Madison can get in there or Jacksonville State, great. All in favor. But the NCAA has a rule. And while we have question marks about the NCAA, you, we wonder about their authority. Uh, they laid down the law or reminded them of what the rule is, and they're not going to be eligible. Yes, Paul. Going back to James Madison, their appeal, this rule was put in place in 2008 before NIL, before the transfer portal was basically invented. And uh, James Madison, I know the rule is kind of vague. It says, we want to make sure these new FBS schools like James Madison or others or Western Kentucky years ago are up to speed in uh, compliance, scholarships, maintenance of the uh, facilities, uh, academics, all that stuff. It appears that James Madison is overperforming since joining the FBS. They've gone to an entirely FBS slash Division One schedule. They played at Virginia. That's a relatively big-time school. They're not playing... Little Sisters of the Poor, they're not playing FBS school, uh, FCS schools anymore. And what really bothers me about this entire thing is, if it's a hard rule and there's no flexibility on it, then don't have a hearing. Don't fake them out with a hearing. Don't have, let them ha make an appeals process that you're not even going to entertain. Clearly, James Madison has outperformed the average team that jumps up to FBS, mm. and they're clearly eligible for a high-end bowl. But don't bait us with a fake hearing. Because you know, a lot of schools that go up there, they don't do well. But this is a school that's outperformed. They sell out every game. 
they have more people in attendance than a lot of big schools do. So I think that it's a fake hearing. It's, it's a waste of everyone's time. Yes, yeah, Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think you should at least give them the hearing, and then, like, I think it would be worse to be like, we're not even listening to you. Yeah. I think that would be a way worse look for the NCAA. Uh, and while they're not playing, you know, Sisters of the Poor, they beat Troy 16-14. Uh, I don't know. They beat uh, Old Dominion by three. In Virginia at Virginia. Uh, they, yeah, beat, I don't know. <laughs> they beat Georgia State. It is awesome that they beat Virginia by one, but that's not exactly Virginia Alabama. had one big win this sure. year. It, it was a big win, but um, it's not an impressive resume. They're undefeated. And therefore, you go, all right, okay. And then you go, undefeated. That's fair. Their strength of schedule is 99 out of 130. Yeah, check that. Uh, yeah, 96th strength of schedule as of right now out of 130. Yeah. yeah so, I, yeah. I can't. And, but that's what it should be. Mm-hmm. That's what, it, you know, th- this is like, this is my problem. I think it's a little bold to be like, we're 10-0 and 0 against this all these crap teams. <laughs> and then be like, change the rules for us because we're 10-0 and 0 against our specifically designed week schedule. It might be a Division One schedule, but it's designed to ease them in. It's not throwing them into the fire. No, not no, really. but they're playing those in the Sun Belt Conference, aren't they? They're playing a full Sun Belt schedule, and they're playing no Division One. Like this is the schedule they'll have next year. Yeah, okay. And they play at North Carolina it's not, next year. But it's it's not a it's not a, a like heavy hitting schedule though. It's like the. But they can't do anything about that. They have to face the teams that are in their conference. I think they should be happy to be ranked 18th with the teams that they're playing. They're right. They're ranked ahead of like Notre Dame right now. They should be happy that they are. But should they be allowed to be even be ranked if they're not eligible for the benefits of being ranked, of playing in a major bowl? And if they had, let's say they played this season, uh, Alabama and uh, Michigan, they still would not be eligible. If they won those games, they still not be eligible according to this rule. This rule is quite antiquated. It's from like 2008. And there's a bunch of teams that have gone up from FB, FCS to FBS and that were eligible to be in uh, bowl games their first year. UTSA was 8-4. and four, South Alabama, 6-6. Six and six. App State, remember the way they went up in 2014? They were 7-5. and five. They didn't get a bowl game. Uh, Georgia Southern was 9-3 and three their first year of FBS and wasn't allowed in a bowl game. As many teams succeed in their first year as struggle. So what did we learn here? It's a good topic. Yeah. I don't know if people are going to come to the defense, the rallying cry with James Madison. I, I think people are, actually. I think it's it's a hotter take to be like, uh, no, you don't deserve it. Well, you can say you deserve it because you're winning your conference, but you're not going to be in your conference championship game and you're not eligible. People want to reward somebody who goes undefeated. Uh, I get that. I just don't know. What's the the rallying cry? How does ESPN approach this this weekend? How big a deal is this for ESPN when they're there with this topic on campus with James Madison? I would imagine that'll be front and center. I imagine a lot of your signs are going to have to do with uh, that bull eligible. What does the NIL and transfer portal have to do with their story this year? Uh, When the rule was put in place for this, when you bump up, NIL and transfer portal was not really in play, especially NIL. And this would allow you, if you had the right benefactor, to improve rapidly. Like, let's say, for whatever reason, James Madison had a billionaire donor. Mm. Or how about Liberty? Liberty has billionaire donors. And they went from a a nobody to a semi-power team really quickly. Were they bowl eligible in their first two years? No. Okay. I mean, there is precedent here. 
Oh yeah, yeah. There's the rules is very hard. I just I, I don't understand why you would have a hearing of a rule that you're not going to flex on. But I don't understand why you wouldn't want to be heard. Oh, you'd want to be heard, but you want. I'm saying like, why have a hearing that you would never entertain the case of the person appealing? Like, if the NCA had a hearing last night and they ruled against them, what is there one that they would make an exception for? Is there any? Is there any possibility? Is there anything James Madison could have done? Twenty six thousand people a week, full stadium. Uh, winning their games, winning their games last year. It appears that the NCAA had a faux hearing for them that was not really designed to give them a fair chance. But then they're going to have to have a hearing on Jacksonville State. Then they're going to have to have a hearing on uh, Tarleton State. So they ruled against them as well with James Madison. You know, the NCAA, I don't know how functioning they are. I I, I mean, I, I don't know how much they care about these things. It feels like they're like, wait, what's going on? Yeah, we'd, we'd like to play in a bowl game. Oh, well, let me see if we got a rule. Ag- yeah, we got a rule against that. Well, can you at least hear a case? Well, let me see if I can get, hey, hey, Tommy, wake up, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, we'll get a hearing together. Yeah, yeah, we'll get a hearing together. I, gotta, I don't know if the NCAA like, puts priority on any of this stuff. Just, I just don't know that you... I get stuck on, like, you just don't change all of the rules because this one team had one good year their first time out. I, like, I don't, I don't know that you do that. Well, this is their second year. Yeah. Oh, okay. but okay, but they had a, a good year this year. Yeah, great uh, year, undefeated. Uh, but then... And I still don't see how... But then Jacksonville State should would be eligible as well. I think they have one loss. Yeah, you can make the case. Yeah. Uh, no, no, Jacksonville State... Is seven and three overall, five and one in the league. You know what solves all of this? What? Let's guess. We've talked about it before. You're probably the first person nationally. Relegation. Like, Promotion and relegation. relegation. Let's go. You win your way into the best league, you lose your Come way on. out of the best leagues. There you go. It's easy. Times. Come on. But hey, we beat up UConn. That was a class win. <laughs> yes, Paul. It is fun. It is. It was. It's interesting that it was ruled against two days before game day is there, which spikes up the story. It's just. Oh. It's, it's such an ironic thing that the NSA rules two days before, and then game day will be there. All right. When we come back, the MS MVP, the midseason most valuable player, and your phone calls, and we play good idea, bad idea. We'll hear from Deshaun Watson and Josh Allen as well. Back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction and alcoholism. You may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer. Uh, You may have seen the work that I've done through my foundation. And you may know my friend and co-host Donnie Starkins as well. He's a mindfulness teacher, a yoga instructor, a life coach, a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential. And we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity, but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories catch us every week on comeback stories on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Time to play the game. Who is the MS MVP, midseason MVP? In the National Football League. All right, uh, let's see. Todd, I'll let you go first. Who is your midseason MVP? My pick, and he's going to prove it uh, further tonight. I'm going to go give it to Lamar Jackson. Okay. Lamar Jackson, Seton O'Connor. Yes. (laughs) Lamar Jackson, my preseason MVP. I have him as the midseason MVP. Okay. Marvin? I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. All right. Holy. Uh, this team would be in big trouble without him. They're 6-3. and three. They're a half game behind Lamar Jackson. T.J. Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, okay. Valuable. I'm going to uh, take C.J. Stroud of my Texans. Yep. His value to his team. His team has a winning record. He plays uh, as much of a role, if not more so, than any other player in the NFL for his team as of right now. Name me all the other great players on the Texans that come to mind. 
J.J. Watt. He's not on there anymore. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant historically. No, Sorry. no, I'm talking now. <laughs> historically. Yes, Paul. Maybe, to keep this going, is could we come up with the least valuable player? Least Mid-season least valuable player. We may need some time to noodle on that. Wow. Well, we're mean-spirited. We got a little positivity in there for about two minutes. Least valuable. <laughs> That's... Means, yeah, well, yeah. I don't. I don't want to do that. I, I will. I'll, I'll throw out. Uh, I really had to twist my arm. I'll go Daniel Jones of the Giants. All the stuff he did last year, people were buying into him. Yeah, but he's hurt. Yeah, but when he wasn't, he played like he was. Yeah, but we're hurting him even more. No offense. How about Deshaun Watson? He was starting <laughs> to get valuable. He was for one half last week. Now gone for the rest of the season. Here's Deshaun Watson on uh, the injury. All the experts and, and doctors was the ones that told me that it was it was no chance. So uh, you know, I pushed as far as I possibly could to you know get back out there and just try to play and, and try to push it towards after the season. But I think the best situation for I guess longevity in my career is is to be able to get immediate surgery, and that's what all the experts said. So. You know, I gotta, I gotta follow their their footsteps and and go from there. Okay, yeah, he was gonna shoot it up and try to play, and then they said you could risk further damage, maybe permanent damage, and uh, he shuts it down. Uh, Josh Allen, the Bills' quarterback, talking about his offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey being fired. I love Dorsey as a human being. He's just he's one of the good ones. He's been in this room with me for a very long time. Sad to see him go. We play better as a team. We probably don't have to make a move like that. Yeah, I don't think you're firing him if you don't have 12 men on the field. Right? Did anybody say to Josh Allen at the press conference, do you agree with uh, your coach to fire Ken Dorsey? Uh, right? I got... He could have said, "Hey, look, I didn't want him fired. You know, didn't need to be fired. Uh, this is," and he did take blame for it. But I don't know if anybody pressed Josh Allen. Did they run it by you, Josh? Did they tell you what they were going to do? Like, I'd just be curious about that. But if you don't have twelve men on the field, who made that mistake? Is he still employed? And he probably is as your offensive coordinator. Now that doesn't mean he's going to hold on to the job. But now they want to shake things up. You have the season on the brink. You're five and five. What if it gets worse? Then what happens here? Yes, he. The uh, do you agree with the firing things? A little bit of a gotcha. True, but I don't know he, if either way he answers. It's a controversy. Well, but your job is to find out where he stands on this. What what if he doesn't want a new offensive coordinator? What if he's not happy about that? Can you? How much, and, and look, that's a small market, local market, and, and you don't want to be a villain in a room like that. But I'm just curious, where did you, how did you find out that they were moving on from Ken Dor- I I think you can, you can broach the topic without it being something as direct as, did you, you know, agree with Coach that uh, Ken Dorsey should be fired? He does talk about Ken Dorsey, the man, a lot. And that's what I was curious about. I, is he saying he's an unbelievable offensive coordinator? You know, he said, look, he's helped me. He's been in this room for a long time. Uh, but he's talking about the, the, the person that was let go. Yes, he But I, th- I think sometimes that that's a thing that, uh, like, doing this side of things for work, we lose sight of. Like, Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey spent a lot of time together, and they know each other personally. Mm-hmm. 
And we just look at it as like, who's more to blame, him or him, rather than the human dynamic of it, you know? So I, I thought it's, I think it's kind of nice what Josh Allen had said that, and I think that athletes take coaches getting fired more personally than we think. Oh yeah, and that's probably the most important person aside from Josh Allen's girlfriend in his in his life is Ken Dorsey because you're spending so much time with that person. No, very rarely do coaches get fired when you guys are all playing well. So it's like, yeah, we we played so bad that we got this guy fired. Yes, Mark. And that's another big reason why ownership and the GM in the front office will always ask their best player how you feel about a hey, you know, we might move on from a new coach. Okay, can you ask him if uh you know, we should move on from Ken Dorsey. Do you run it by him? Do you tell him we've made a decision? Just want to give you a heads up. I think you just give him a heads up. Yeah. But what if he says, no, you can't? They say, oh, well, tough, tough yeah. luck yeah. doing it anyway. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, that is an interesting dynamic. For years, we've heard that, like, Tom Brady was never, no, nothing was run by him before, but he was given a heads up of a decision, which I don't know how much you believe that. But that, because once you do the precedent, I remember, it seemed like Aaron Rodgers in, in, Green Bay wanted to be included in yeah. the decision-making, not informed of the decision, which is a big difference. Well, he wasn't even informed that they were going to take Jordan Love. He, he, he was given a heads-up after they had decided they were taking Jordan Love. They didn't say to him prior to the draft, hey, if this guy is there when we draft, we're taking him. And I thought that that's fair to Aaron Rodgers. You're telling him this is what you're doing. He may not like it, but look, we, we want to tell you that if this is... Now, he might say, well, then I don't want to be here anymore if you're drafting my successor. Because yeah. he might go, hey, you know, this is what Favre went through when you drafted me. Uh, but I, I think there's certain players at certain times you should run things by them. And, and you might, they, they might not be able to change your mind, but you should be able to tell them, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're leaning towards doing this. Yes, Mark. Have you ever seen like a franchise or a team, they have to ask the star players for, for, for permission before they have to you know, make a move like that? Um, I'm sure that happened with Jordan. But then keep in mind, when Jordan first got to Chicago, he wanted his friends there. And management said no. No, we're not bringing in these players. Or we're going to get rid of some of these players. And they're the reason why Mike won championships. They built a roster around him. If you let Mike build that roster, he might have built a roster that's similar to the rosters that you know he built in Carolina. Yes, Paul? You can go back to Deshaun Watson. Right before all the legal trouble started, weeks before the legal trouble started, it was January of 21, he was upset because he didn't get input with the GM on the new coach. And it was a big story. And there was a, we talked about it for days. Should your young star quarterback have input or a heads up on the coach you're going to bring in? And, and he was upset he didn't get it. That story went away because three weeks later he got in a big jam. Well, he wanted Eric Bieniemy to be interviewed and uh, didn't get that. You know, would I have run it by him? No, probably not. Not at that age. Yes, Marv. Yeah, is there a certain point that you get to where it's like, all right, now – you're run by worthy. If you if you have a ring, then you're run by worthy. I, I mean, but what was Watson at the time? Twenty four, and now he wants to have a say in who the coach is going to be. I would just say, 
this is why we're bringing in this guy. This is why we're not bringing in this guy. And at least you give him the respect that he's he can be in the room to talk about that. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, he had some things to say about Mac Jones. Should Mac Jones stay with the Patriots? Here's Gronk. If I was Mac Jones as well, okay, listen to me out. He's not, he's not respected in New England. Coach Belichick has played all these games with him. Bailey Zappi isn't even close to being on Mac Jones' level. You should never, ever sit Mac Jones. You tried it once. You tried it twice. It's not working. Now he's doing it again. He won't name a starting quarterback. He's not respected there. I think Mac Jones should ultimately, even right now, should just go ask for his release. If you're talking to me about what he should do, ask for his release. And then if it's granted, he should go sign with the Cleveland Browns and start a new career right All right. That's Gronk with uh, Kay Adams. That's real analysis from Gronk. I got some real opinion. Um, they're not going to release him. He's got one more deal, one more year on his deal. He doesn't make more than a million, I think. Uh, uh, how, what's he make, Paulie? He's on that rookie deal where the last year he'll get paid about $2.8 million okay. next year. But that's very low to get rid of. Yeah. Um, and there could be a new coach in New England. Now, that could decide if Mac Jones stays or he goes. But there's still, I mean, there, there's so much football left to be played. And is Bailey Zappi going to be the starting quarterback the rest of the season? Now you have Mac Jones as the third-string quarterback in New England. Also, here was a name that was brought up yesterday for the Cleveland Browns. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. What do you think about that? Now, he's supposed to join us next week, but... If he would happen to go to the Cleveland Browns, he probably wouldn't be joining us. But I just, that was presented as, hey, what about Cam Newton? I don't know what the downside would be to that. You have a team that's ready to win now. Uh, I love Dorian Thompson Robinson, but I, I don't think he's ready for this moment right now. I hope he's great, uh, you know, in his debut against the Steelers. Cam's 34. I'd, you know, would you take a chance? Would you bring him in? Would you kick the tires on that? I would. Like, okay, who gives us a better chance? P.J. Walker, DTR, or Cam Newton? How long would it take for Cam to get ready to play? I guess that's, that's what you have to ask. Like, could he get ready in two weeks, three weeks? What are, what's your record by then? Yes, Marv. Do you give DTR maybe two or three weeks? All right, let's see what he can do. And say if you're two on one, you stick with him. But I have to bring in Cam to get ready in, cl- in case he isn't. So if he plays three games and you go one and two, then you can't go, well, let's bring in Cam because then you got to wait two or three weeks for him to get up to speed. And I think you're okay with bringing Cam Newton in regardless because I think you said it in Above the Noise earlier. Like you need a quality backup. But it's hard because Cam is not your normal backup, so anytime DTR would do something wrong, the camera would pan the cam. So I'm not sure how that would work, but I would bring him in regardless. Yeah, Paulie. Would you consider, I know this might be dumb, Matt Ryan? Mm. He was he was playing football this time last year. Cam Newton wasn't. Mm. I mean, it's a little less rust. Uh, I, I think Cam, I bet Matt Ryan would say yes in a second, by the way. A chance to be in a playoff game. I know, I know. It's not ideal. What's worse, playing bad football or not playing at all? (laughs) 
Yeah, Matt Ryan had a tough year last year. He threw 14 touchdowns, 13 picks. Yes, Marvin. Are we just more intrigued with the idea of these guys instead of actually them as a player currently? Like, boy, if Cam knew in 2015, all right, well, just 2023. Well, it's, it's, it's the concept of it. Right. Yes, it is the idea of, okay, all right. You know, I, Cam was not good at all when he was with New England. Um, but I, I don't, I'm just throwing it out there because it was mentioned yesterday. Should the Browns look at Cam Newton? And I thought, yeah, look at, sure. Unless you're totally all in on your, you know, DTR, you got a rookie quarterback or PJ Walker. And I don't know if they're all in with anybody right now. Yes, Eaton. Am I imagining? I mean, maybe things have gotten better, but wasn't it like Cam can't throw the ball further than 15 yards and like there were a lot of issues there with him? Eh, maybe maybe his shoulder's healthy now. Maybe it's healthy now. Maybe he's healthy. Maybe. Yeah. I like when somebody sits out, you know, hey, not a lot of wear and tear on that body in the last couple of years. Yeah, Paul. I've been sitting around for decades. I'm not getting any yeah, healthier. Yeah. It's not like I'm faster. My shoulders work better. Doesn't make me any better. All I do is sit around. Yeah. I don't do anything. My knees are killing me. <laughs> oh, I'm sore from nothing. Uh, Sean in Florida. Hi, Sean. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. Danette, how's everybody doing? Great. Good. I wanted to redeem myself for my uh, trivia question last weekend, but also wanted to throw out there uh, the most midseason. It's definitely got to be Travis Kelsey, right, with all the, the publicity he's got in the NFL with the Swifties and whatnot. And least valuable would probably be Bryce Young with the expectations and what he's done with nothing compared to what uh, – CJ's been able to do with just about yeah. CJ's been able to do a lot more with nothing over there. Um, but I wanted to say, uh, went to school with Matt Prater. Um, I know you guys were talking about him a few weeks ago. I think he should be up there in the list of some of the greatest uh, kickers just by longevity, if nothing else. But <clears throat> quick shout out to Astero High School, class of '02. But uh, he was one of the only kickers to have thrown a touchdown in the NFL. Do you guys know who has thrown the most? What kicker has thrown the most touchdown passes? Correct. That is, but he he was not also a quarterback. Like Blanda and uh, Bob Waterfield were kickers, but they also were quarterbacks. So non-quarterback kicker who has thrown the most touchdowns. How about Paul Horning? Great guess. But Fred Cohn with four touchdowns. <sighs> Thank you. All right, Fred. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Yeah, kind of screwed us up. We were going to do Matt Prater's place in NFL history tomorrow. So Prater's going. We got to redo the rundown. Prater's going to prate. I'm a prate, prater. Prate, prate. Yeah. Is Travis Kelsey the league MVP? Like coverage wise. Like no, he's the network MVP. Mm. If you had network executives, they would That's say Travis Kelsey, the network MVP, midseason MVP. Yes, Marv. Unrelated to anything that you're talking <laughs> about right now. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Right. Hey, tomorrow, I'm going to do new wave music for Friday. New, new wave. wave. New wave. Okay, when we come back, I need the definition of new wave. I, I don't know what the definition is. I do know new wave when I hear new wave. Maybe uh, we, we, we can bring up some suggestions here from uh, Music Friday. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, back after this. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's nothing like a great night's sleep. Every great day starts the night before. Quality sleep can help boost your reaction time and recovery time and performance. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your one-of-a-kind, ever-evolving sleep needs. So, how do you take it to the next level? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you choose the ideal comfort, the firmness on each side. Two beds in one, that's your sleep number. Mine is 75. The beds automatically respond and adjust your movements, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number Smart Beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 Smart Bed, only $1,599. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only to Sleep Number Store or sleepnumber.com. Major League Baseball owners voted today to allow the Oakland A's to move to Las Vegas, paving the way for second relocation of a baseball team in the last half century. I don't know where the Oakland A's are playing next year and then the year after that and then the year after that because I don't know if the Las Vegas stadium is going to be ready anytime soon for a couple of years. They have a lease with the Oakland Coliseum, and it expires after the 2024 season. And they've yet to solidify plans of where they're going to play. The Las Vegas Stadium is supposed to be ready in 2028. Yeah, Paulie. A few options that have been mentioned by their ownership group was uh, the uh, San Francisco's Oracle Park or the Las Vegas AAA Ballpark where the Aviators play Yeah, in down in Vegas. Okay. Uh, Oakland can't hold on to a team. I mean, the Warriors were in Oakland. They moved to downtown San Francisco. The Raiders have bounced back and forth. You know, L.A., uh, Carson. Uh, now you, you're in Las Vegas. Now the A's are going there. And then all of these leagues, they they were so fearful of what was happening in Vegas. And if you put a team in Vegas and now we got a football team there, we have a baseball team going there, we're going to have an NBA team going there. 
Everybody's fine with gambling. Except for Calvin Ridley. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't want Calvin Ridley to, you know, ruin the uh, golden goose here. Like, hey, don't let people think that you could be manipulated on a football field if you get into gambling debts here. I, you know, college is where it, it, it happens and it's going to continue to happen. You have no oversight there. And I think that's where if there's a scandal and it has to do with gambling and point shaving, it'll, it'll be in the college ranks. Yeah, Paul. If you guys own the Oakland A's, preface this by saying when the Oakland Ra- Raiders moved to uh, Las Vegas, they kept the name, they kept the uniform, they just changed the town. If you own the Oakland A's, would you be the Las Vegas A's, green and gold, everything stays the same, or you completely redo it? New look, new name, new everything. One or the other. Um, I guess I would, I would keep the name A's, and I'd keep the colors. Uh, you know, there's a rich tradition here with that team. I don't know if you just scrub everything and say, you know, we're reinventing ourselves. You know, the Raiders are the Las Vegas Raiders. Same colors, same logo. Yes, Marv. And also, isn't this the fifth city with the name Athletics? Kansas City Athletics, Philly Athletics. Uh, Oakland, Oakland, Vegas. Vegas. So just keep it. Yeah. Like when the Houston Oilers, they moved 96 to Tennessee. Yeah. They were the Tennessee Oilers for two seasons. Yeah. They kind of had a two-year gap, and then they changed everything. Logo, name, colors, everything. All right. So I'm not sure where they'll play. I don't know if it matters to them, but uh, the stadium's not supposed to be ready. I guess the stadium's right on the strip, and they're talking about a $1.5 billion stadium that's going to be there. I'm assuming you'd have multiple-use stadium. Are you going to have a domed stadium, given the, uh, the temperature there for the summer? Do you have a retractable roof? I'm I'm hoping for I don't know what you get for one and a half billion dollars anymore. Yes, Mark. Not what you used to. You I'll know? tell you that. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, I'll tell you that. <laughs> doesn't go as far as you think it does. Nope. Yes, Mark. And capacity should be about thirty thirty five thousand. That's what they're looking at. Yep. Thirty five thousand. Yeah, Paul. How about instead of a roof, you have a playing card that just folds over and opens up, <laughs> and it's an ace, and it folds back down. Okay. Someone else will figure it out. Some engineer can figure that out. <laughs> Slot machine center field. You you see all the, the colors. No, that's the scoreboard. Yeah, the scoreboard. The scoreboard is, like bloop, yeah. bloop, 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 bloop. You know, get all these flashing lights. Yes, Todd. Can they play on felt instead of grass? Okay. That's good. Yeah. Felt. Bloop. How about the bases look like dice? Right. Yeah. Beautiful. How about that? We're, we're giving this all to them. Yeah. For free. We're giving it away for free. Uh, new wave music. Give me. Can somebody give me the definition of new wave music? Paulie? Definitely one of my wheelhouses. I would say uh, European music, especially from the early 80s and mid-80s, The Cure, you know, Modern English, Devo, Talking Heads, Simple Minds, Duran Duran would be an alpha dog. Okay, I know what I when I hear it, but I don't know what the definition is. <laughs> that's the only time any that's ever been said, by the way. Duran Duran would be an alpha dog. Oh, in the, <laughs> in the new wave milieu, <laughs> they took over uh, MTV. Okay. <laughs> But I think the only person who's ever been on the show who used the word milieu was uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yes. He said, it's yeah, my milieu. And I went, damn. Think, think uh, European bands of the 80s. I know, but what is the definition of new wave music? Well, maybe more, a little more synth than guitars. Can somebody look up the definition? It's like, what, Dan, it's art, okay? It can't just be defined. <laughs> can't define art. Gosh, you know that. 
I, I would say it's a little more, it's like uh, an early version of like a punkish kind of feel, but with more of a like, what is that funny? Synthesize. With like, yeah, with like more of like a pop sensibility. I, I'm just trying to stay in my lane. There, there's tomorrow. not going to be a mosh pit. I just want to stay in my lane. I just worry that I'm going to veer out of my lane and get scolded. Yeah, but it seems right. It's like a softening of punk, more keyboards, less tattoos and violence, like uh, the punk bands. Of, <laughs> well, there would not going to be a mosh pit at the Pesh Mode concert. Okay. Then no bunch. Yes, more. This is a question for you guys. There might is, be at a New Order show, though. Mm, is Stepping Out by Joe Jackson a new wave song? Yes. Yes. Okay. Joe Jackson is a new wave king. Very mm. popular. Okay. European guy. Yeah, I never would have guessed that. You learn something new every day. Yeah. Big country. Rarely on this show. <laughs> yeah. We're going to learn something from Paul Feinbaum coming up no. next hour. <laughs> it's a uh, Friendsgiving. We got the turkey on the Traeger out there. Everybody's in a good mood. Morale is high. One more hour in this Thursday when we return. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.